It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. All right, we're back. Rob Ellis, John, Richie, PDQ Restaurant, Point of Sale Post Game Show. Eagles lose 20-10. to 10. They've lost two consecutive games for the first time this season, now 13-3 and three on the year. Uh, and they still have something to play for next week against the Giants team that won today and locked up a playoff spot. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's dig into what happened uh, this afternoon at Lincoln Financial Field. And we're joined right now uh, by our Eagles insider. You can hear him on the Go Birds podcast with James Seltzer and, of course, Go Birds on Saturdays from 1 to 3 and all his various appearances on the station throughout the week. Elliot, let, let's start with this one, man. Um, they looked like a team that was thoroughly unprepared for the game today. And uh, I can't remember a time that I've, I've said that this entire season. Did you, do you share that belief, or do you yeah. think they were ready for this? No, I thought they, they definitely came out flat. Now, I will say the defense this year has a tendency of coming out flat. It feels like those first two drives are never really great for Gannon's unit. So that you know is a little on brand. But for the offense to play that bad and for the team to look that flat, I mean – you know, I, I've covered the team for 10 years now. There's been bad losses. I'm sure I'm missing on a few. But in terms of just what the expectation was to, to what the performance was, it's hard to think of many worse losses than, than this one. So much was there for the taking. And to look just so pathetic, really, on offense mm-hmm. was, was stunning. We've had a lot of people upset with the non-run calls again. Which is more true, Elliot? That Shane Steichen is run-calling averse or that defenses are dictating what our plays become? Yeah, so I don't really agree with the idea that they didn't run it enough in the first half. I mean, if you want to tell me they could have ran it once or twice more, you know, I won't push back hard on that. But if you look at drive-by-drive, the first drive, you know, Minshew sacked on the first two plays. That basically takes away the running game. The last drive, they get it with 34 seconds left. Uh, There was another drive where they did run it the first two plays. So I know that after a loss, there's always a, always a tendency to say, well, they could have run it more. But I think the main problem today was Gardner Minshew was awful. Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew had a terrible game. I mean, of the three games he's played, 
as an Eagles quarterback, this was by far the worst and really one of the worst games we've seen from a a quarterback since Carson in 2020. So I I get the, okay, call a running play once or twice more. But the bottom line is when your quarterback is playing that poorly and his accuracy is that bad, it's incredibly hard to coach around. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. what happened really for the whole game, but especially in the first half. Do they need to change this offense more? If it, do they need to depart from all of the options that are built in? If this is our quarterback, you know, next week against the Giants. Well, I don't think this is going to be the the quarterback next week. I think Hertz is, is going to play next week. I would be absolutely stunned if he didn't play. Um, I think he'll be, you know, more. Uh, I think he'll be healthy enough to play next week, number one. I don't Mm. think he was healthy enough to play this week. But I do think now, let's be real, even if he's not where they wanted him to be, he's going to play. Like, you're not going to put Minshew back out there with the MVP candidate on the sideline with a chance to really, your last chance to kind of have a real postseason run. If they don't get the one seed, they're not going to the postseason. They're not going to win three straight road games, let alone then win the Super Bowl. Like, that's not happening. So they have to win next week if they have a realistic chance of winning the Super Bowl. And I would be floored if Hurts isn't out there. Elliot, what's your sense of what they do at the right tackle spot? Um, do they move Mylotta over, plug in Dillard to, you know, an attempt to win this game? Obviously, they're hopeful that Lane will be back once it's playoff time. But do you think they'll stay with Driscoll at right tackle next week? Yeah, so I, I want to rewatch the game to, you know, get a better sense of, of how Driscoll played. I don't think he was great, for sure. So I, I can see why there would be maybe contingency plans being discussed. But I really don't think this team wants to switch things around. And Dillard, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's played more now, or I guess I should say he's been in the league more now. He's practiced the position a little bit more, I would think. So maybe he, he'll be better than he was the last time he played right tackle. But he was really bad the last time he played right tackle. So, I don't think they're going to blow up uh, the, the whole plan that they went that they had with Driscoll just because of this game. I would be surprised. And what is Lane Johnson's possibility of playing before the postseason? Is that is that even a, a, a possible outcome? I, I don't think it is. Now, you know, my understanding is obviously he needs to heal, and he's not going to be 100 percent healed if he does play in the postseason. But there is a pain management aspect to this. So, so maybe, you know, maybe he's just going to try to give it a go and way before he's ready. I, I don't want to say never with Lane because he certainly has shown he's, he's tough and he can give it a shot. But I, I do not think Lane is going to play. I think it's pretty well understood he, he was going to miss the rest of the regular season. So, yeah, they're, they're, whatever they do at right tackle next week, I, I don't think it's going to be Lane. Elliot, it wasn't particularly Slay today, but Slay and Bradbury of late haven't been the same kind of impact players they were yeah. earlier in the year. What What's going on with those two? Because they were so good early. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think what's surprising is it seems like teams are a little more willing to go right at them. You know, especially Slay. It feels like early on in games, they're willing to, to throw it right at Slay. Bradbury got beat deep on a, uh, on a pass today. I mean, yeah. I think that's – I think – that they're not playing well, number one. But also, when you have changeover in the secondary, really this could speak to the offensive line as well. When you're playing in a unit that relies so much on playing with a certain player for, for a while and getting chemistry with them, and there's changes, you can see players try to overcompensate because they know that you know it's Reed Blankenship back there or mm. Josiah Scott is right. lined up next to them. So I do think the fact that there's a lot of turnover in that secondary is probably impacting their play as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um do we have a problem at punter again? Brett Kern? Oof. Like, I, I was expecting a, a huge leg, and, and he's been really lackluster. 
Well, I think this is kind of showing that people are probably a little overly harsh on Sip, uh, on Aaron Sip. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, you know, I, I never thought that the outrage around him w- was justified. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Brett Kern has not been eye-openingly good. He certainly has not been a weapon, but he was out of the league. You know, there's a reason no other team signed him. I mean, you know, it's, he's been sitting there. So I, I think expecting him to come in and be a top-10 punter or be somebody that's going to consistently pin the team pin the opposing team deep if he was able to do that he would have had a job so yeah i think you know he's been fine so far ellie oh god with all the injuries like people i think we all focus on jalen hurts like hey when he's back everything will be good Mm -hmm. but had the injuries added up to the point where that's no longer the case Mm. i don't want to say definitely because the, the you know Two weeks ago, this season looked like it was definitely going to be something special, right? So things change quickly, and I don't blame anybody that doesn't feel that way anymore. But this team is also, you know, one really good Jalen Hurts drive away from getting their confidence completely back. So I agree with you that the injuries are an issue, but I think getting Hurts back, having him play well, will turn things around very quickly, especially if they win that Giants game, they come out well in the playoff game. You know, this loss will feel like a long time ago. But to your point, they have to do that. And at this point, they've not looked like a good team. We do not know what Jalen is going to look like when he comes back. I, you know, I credit him for coming back when he will. I think that this was week two, three, or four. He would probably, you know, maybe miss more time with this injury. But I think he's, he's going to play. But coming back from an injury on your throwing shoulder is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what Jalen's going to look like when he returns. Elliot, I think we've put to rest the, uh, the Chris Sims and the Micah Parsons theory of this yeah. being a system <laughs> offense. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I would challenge anybody that's not going to vote for Jalen Hurts MVP to watch this game today and tell me why Jalen's not the MVP. You know, I understand the roster is talented. I know the coaches have done a good job. We've seen in this city, maybe more than any other city, when your quarterback's not playing well, it ruins everything. Just look at 2020. When, when Carson was terrible, the entire organization fell apart. We all blame Doug. Doug's in Jacksonville now, and he's going to get that team in the playoffs for the first time in you know, like forever, right, since 2017. Mm. So it wasn't Doug that year. When the quarterback's not playing well, nothing can function. And that's what, what happened today. And so on the flip side of that, when Jalen is playing well, the Eagles looked like a dominant team because he was playing awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think today really showed Jalen should be the MVP of the league. A lot of, uh, a lot of our callers are upset with the coaching today and and there was a point in time three weeks ago where we all believed that Nick Sirianni could do no wrong Shane Steichen could do no wrong are you questioning that at this point that it was more Jalen than any of those other factors Nick Sirianni being coach of the year you know Shane Steichen moving on and becoming a head coach somewhere himself is this more Jalen than, than we even could have imagined? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think Jalen is MVP of the league, so I'm not discrediting him at all. But there's also no question that, you know, yes, Sirianni benefits from that, but also Sirianni and Steichen have called a game for Jalen and built the offense around Jalen. Mm-hmm. It was last year. It was this year. And, you know, look, it's their job. They have to adjust when Gardner goes in. But last week when Gardner played well, everyone was saying, wow, look how great the offensive play calling was. Shane Steichen's going to get a head coaching job. This, this offense is going to have no problems with Gardner in there. Well, Gardner didn't play well today. He was inaccurate. His decision-making was poor. And, you know, I'll kind of end this answer where I started my first one of the call. You cannot coach around bad quarterback play. It's just it's too hard to do. Mm-hmm. Elliot, listen, man, we appreciate it. I uh, wish you a happy new year, and we're looking forward to talking to you next week, man. Thank you. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you, guys you got next. it. That's Thanks, Elliot Shore Parks. Uh, go Birds, and of course, 94WIP.com. 